0: Welcome to the Person Player Professional Podcast, a show to examine the institutions and organizations where our vocation became our identity. I'm your host, Alicia Carrillo. Okay, what is up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of Person Player Professional. It is me, your host, Alicia Carrillo. Um, Today's episode is going to be talking about what therapy has looked like for me. Uh, Just a little topic warning. I will be mentioning suicide and depression. So if those are topics that are triggering for you, you may want to skip this episode. All right. So what has life been looking like for me lately? Glad you asked. Nobody did, but no one ever does. You know, when I post on my story and I'm like, many of you were asking, no one, no one asked. <laughs> um, I've had to cut back a little bit. I've been doing a little bit too much, um, kind of noticed. So yeah, I had to have a moment of like, okay, stop, stop doing all the things. And actually something I'm going to get into kind of toward the end of this episode of like why I am needing to constantly do stuff at all times. So that's where we're at there, but life's been good. Otherwise I actually, you know what? I'm not going to bullshit you. Okay. January was a great month. I was super productive. I was, I wouldn't even say motivated, but like just getting shit done, like without question. And then February came and I just kind of started to feel like a little bit low and like things felt like more of a burden more of a chore and I didn't like it because I had been like fucking dotting all my eyes crossing my t's doing all the shit and all of a sudden I like didn't want to fucking do anything um and so yeah that's been kind of like in and out of that for a couple weeks and you know there's always like just show up put one step in front of the other it's not gonna be fun all the time and like I get that but I was talking to my friend the other day and I was like it's like almost – it's not going from, like, motivated to unmotivated. It's, like, motivated to, like, I just don't care. And I'm like, is that normal? <laughs> and she was like, no, I feel the same way. And I'm like, okay, so it's not just me. Got it. Um. So at least I found comfort in having a friend for that. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess that's just life. And, well, for me, I kind of looked at it and I was like, I am doing a lot right now. Like, was working a lot at the restaurant, Um. personal training doing the podcast, um, you know, especially when I have like guest interviews, that process editing and all of that can, you know, take a couple of, you know, five, six hours out of my week. Um, which doesn't sound like a lot, but added on to everything else, physical therapy appointments, other appointments, just like being a human being. So yeah, I ended up Sunday night, like going out, my friend texts me at like nine PM and she's like, Hey, we're gonna go out to McGuire's, this restaurant Irish pub. Do you wanna meet us? And my first reaction was like, No, it's like late and I'm tired and I have to be up early to go train my client out in a bar which is like 30 minutes away. And I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna go. So I went and oh my god, I'm so glad I did. I have not laughed that hard in ages. Like full on, like abs are sore, cheeks are sore, like I'm crying. So we had a lot of fun. Glad I did that. So, yeah, that's what's going on with me. What's going on with you guys? Oh, if anyone has, I've been thinking about this a little bit lately, thinking about like maybe getting into a morning routine. I know like people always say that shit, but if anyone has one that they feel like works and is good, I'm open to hearing it because my morning routine right now is like it's better than it kind of was at one point. I work nights, so it's kind of hard. When I used to work mornings, my morning routine was like, get up and out of the house as fast as possible. <laughs> so it was like, it was like, literally from the time I woke up to the time I left the house, like maybe 12 minutes had elapsed. Um, now I kind of like sit, enjoy my coffee, like dilly dally. I don't allow myself more than an hour of that. And then I kind of get my day started, but I'm like, I think I just need to like do something. I don't know. Anyway, so let's get into the episode. I'm done talking about myself. I want to talk about myself in another way. So what therapy has looked like for me? So one thing I want to make clear right off the bat is that I feel like therapy, especially quality therapy is truly a privilege in this country. Okay. Now that may be the case in other countries as well, but I'm not experienced with therapy in other countries and it's certainly the case here. So for me personally, the least amount of money I have ever personally spent on therapy is one hundred dollars a session, um, and that's in-person therapy. Um, even I think like online therapy was like over two hundred dollars a month, though. So, I've never gone through insurance, and that's been for a couple of reasons. Like one, there have been times in my life where I didn't have it. Um, <laughs> But two, it can be difficult to find providers, especially high-quality ones, that accept insurance. And if they do, there are often some restrictions and or high deductibles. Um, I'm not an expert on this, but it is my understanding that a lot of providers don't take insurance because then the insurance company can kind of dictate the treatment plan or at the very least has a say in it. And it is my understanding that the therapist then becomes required to provide the insurance company with a diagnosis, which can be a little bit messy in some instances, um, depending on like what your profession or what your, your, um, future profession or I don't know, things like that. So yeah, anyway, it's definitely a privilege. I am not doing this episode to say that everyone should go to therapy. I do think it is incredibly valuable. I do think that everyone could benefit from the right therapist, but I'm also realistic at times in my life. I was fortunate enough that my parents were able to help me with this cost and, That, in addition to me living extremely frugally, um, is what allowed me to be able to go to therapy because at times this was costing me between 300 and $700 per month or more actually at various points in my life. So rather the point of this episode is just to outline the ways in which I have used therapy as a tool in my life. All right. So number one is going to be To break through my detachment. So the first time I went to therapy was when I graduated college. I was 21 years old. I noticed then that there were times where I just felt like I kind of wanted to disappear from the world. Not in like a suicidal way, but like I would avoid my friends and family for weeks at a time. I just didn't want to text anyone back. I didn't want to hang out. Like I just didn't feel like myself. And this was like kind of a unique experience. I saw a wonderful therapist from my first time off. So I got really lucky there. Who I just spent a lot of time like not talking to. Honestly, <laughs> I was pretty like shy, and I wasn't really like. So I remember actually the <laughs> first time I walked into her office, she was like, "Why are you here?" You know, like not like that, but like asking like, "Okay, what brings you to therapy?" And I was like, "I don't know." <laughs> and at the end of that hour, she was like, "Okay, you know, I don't think neither of us really know why you're here, but we- I think we both know that you need to be." Um, but yeah. I was really shy. I didn't, I honestly, again, I this was whole, part of the whole detachment thing. I, I didn't even, was so out of touch with my emotions that I couldn't even describe what was wrong. I couldn't even begin to describe it. So she was convinced pretty early on that I was pretty detached, as I just said. Um, if you're not familiar with attachment theory, I suggest looking into it. It's, learning about that has been really helpful for um, my life. <laughs> I So I spent a year with her just, feeling comfortable enough to talk to her, open up, build a relationship, and then diving into some family history and past trauma and basically slowly getting in touch with my emotions um, was some of that like groundwork we did. And I definitely should have and needed to continue to keep going. But instead I decided to move to New York and just, you know, do, do what I was going to do. So that was my first experience with therapy again, just kind of starting to explore some of those like patterns. I was pretty closed off to it. Um, not from like a, I don't need this standpoint, but like, like I said, I was just so detached from my emotions that I couldn't even like see where she was pointing out, like this is trauma. And I'm like, that's not trauma. Like trauma is like getting hit by a car. (laughs) her trauma is like, I, you know, again, I would go to the very extremes. Um, and that was, yeah, she taught me that that was not the case and kind of started to slowly uncover some of that. And I did open up to her more over that year and became more comfortable and did start to get more in touch with those emotions and kind of break down those barriers that I had spent years and years building up. So anyway, again, like I said, I left, I went on, lived my life, Um, I was not in therapy for several years after that. So that brings me to number two. The second time and way in which I have used therapy in my life was to quite literally save it. So the second time I went back, as I said, was to quite literally save my life. Um, Around 2015, I suffered a complete mental breakdown and became suicidal. I will probably do an entire episode on this when I am ready. I don't quite think I'm there yet. Um, so I'm not going to go get into too much detail about that here, but essentially all of those emotions that I stuffed down for 25 years, absolutely flooded my, you know, my brain and I couldn't handle it. Um, I, I I have been very transparent about this time in my life. I, I don't think I've been as transparent as I would probably like to get into on an episode here. So just for those of you all that are like, well, haven't you talked about this before? Yes, I have, but maybe not in that way. Anyway, like I said, all of those emotions, it, it felt like everything that I hadn't felt for 25 years, I felt all at once. And it was completely overwhelming. I completely shut down. Um, I saw a therapist multiple times per week at this point, and I quite literally fought for my life with this person. Um, through their guidance, I started medication, found what worked, what didn't work, etc. Um, And that, yeah, that was the second way in which I used therapy was as a tool to, to save my life. And I I firmly believe that without that, I would not be here today. So I'm immensely grateful for that. Number three was to work on myself. So after I made it out of that first major depressive episode, um, I would like to say that I was healed and like all was great, but like, that wasn't the case. Really what had happened is I had just opened up kind of this can of worms, if you will, of, a lot of healing that and work that needed to be done on myself. So, you know, it was kind of like I went from being this detached person who didn't really feel anything to all of a sudden being this person who felt things, but like really couldn't regulate or handle my emotions, um, which was really difficult for me. And a lot of times I wanted to push back and I would say like, well, I just want to go back to being like that detached person. But I have realized that that was not healthy either. Um, it's really damaging for not just myself, but for the people in my life that I cared about. So yeah, number three, to work on myself. Um, I had several more major depressive episodes after that. And then and although none were quite as severe or prolonged, but since i had already opened the floodgates to my emotional hell in 2015, I had to work really hard and still do to confront beliefs I had, challenge irrational ways of thinking, particularly black and white thinking for me. And reframe a lot of my thoughts. I had to dive back into my past again, deeper this time, examine past and current relationships, and really just grow and heal. And as I got and get older, this dialogue with my therapist has become a way, or has, sorry, has become way more open than it was when I was 21 years old, which has allowed me to do more of that healing work. Um, because there was a point in my life around 2018 where I just got really fed up with the way that I had been going. Um, and it felt like the the progress that I had made had been good enough for a while, but it no longer was. And I knew that in order to make more progress, I was going to have to really dive in 100% and hold literally nothing back. So I have become way more self-aware and introspective through this and also open to working on and trying new things. So... Just sort of backtrack, when I was in the midst of that first major depressive episode, I was on the phone with my mom at the time, and I said, you know, I was pretty hysterical and in a really dark place, and I remember crying and saying, but I'm a strong person. I can get through this. And she said, yes, you are, and yes, you can, but this isn't your fight anymore. And I have thought about that often when facing something hard or facing something about myself, or facing a feeling I can't shake or quote unquote fix? Like, is this my fight or do I need help? You know, not necessarily as extreme as that previous example, but it still holds. And I do ask myself a lot, that a lot of the time, can I fix this through the tools that I currently have in my toolbox or do I need outside assistance? And particularly at that time in my life, I I definitely needed that help. So that's how I've continued to use therapy through, you know, the latter part of my twenties and, um, early thirties to really just dive more into that like deep work and healing that I needed to do. Number four is to improve my relationship. So I've actually used both individual and couples therapy for this. I, like most people have brought some baggage and beliefs into my relationships <laughs> that have for lack of better words, created some problems. <laughs> now, a lot of this I've been able to work on, on my own, you know, through my own therapy, through again, challenging those irrational thoughts, those beliefs, etc. Um, but for other things, we needed to work on them together. And, you know, as a disclaimer, I do have my partner's permission to talk about this. So my partner and I, like most people, um, probably have been through a lot of shit. Like he's not perfect, and neither am I. Um, and we both have pasts and we both brought beliefs into really into the relationship. We both brought things. So when my therapist that I was seeing for individual counseling suggested couples counseling. My immediate response was, well, I don't think we're that bad. Right. And she's like, no, you're not. But the ones that wait until they're that bad usually, or don't always make it. Um And then she was like, in fact, I don't really think you guys are like in distress necessarily, but there are some repetitive things that keep coming up that it seems like you're not working out on your own. Um, And that kind of goes back to what I was talking about in the last point of like, is it my fight anymore? Like if we're not fixing this and we're still having this, the same argument that's built on this foundation of whatever it is, whatever the issue is, like we needed a third party to talk through that with. Um, Couples therapy has been so invaluable for both of us. We learn about ourselves and each other every single session. And I would truly recommend it to anyone It actually has far exceeded my expectations. Like, I didn't know what to expect going into it. Like I was like, are we just going to like lay it all out there? Are we going to like, and it like kind of was, but it's, was really guided. It's been a really guided process, which has been great. And then number five is to work on a specific problem. Okay. So I haven't started this yet, but I'm going to, <laughs> I haven't been in individual counseling for a few months now, which I've talked about. Um, and honestly, I haven't been particularly interested in going back at this moment just honestly the time and money commitment for me were something that I couldn't see prioritizing right now in my life. Um, things have been, you know, pretty good and I do love therapy and I love going to counseling, but when I did get to lift that $600 a month, like, you know, expense plus that hour and a half spent in the session and driving every week, like it freed up a lot of other stuff for me and (laughs) I've enjoyed that. So I was kind of like, I I would like to go back because, you know, when we were in couples therapy, our therapist spoke with me about a specific issue I have surrounding guilt. And she was like, you should see an individual counselor. And I brought up those things I just outlined. And she was like, well, you can see a therapist for a fixed amount of sessions to solve a specific issue. And I was literally like mind blown. Like nobody had presented that option to me before. Um, now when I was going through like my major depressive episode, obviously I was seeing a therapist more intensively, um, to solve that issue, but like that, that didn't feel like the same to me. So yeah, I was really shocked, but that's where I'm going next. Um, a little context there is I basically feel like I need to be doing something at all times, or I feel this immense guilt. And even when I am working on or doing one thing, I still feel guilt that my attention isn't being paid elsewhere. So that is kind of going to be something that I'm looking forward to tackle in future therapy sessions. Um, She kind of outlined like it could just be like a six session situation and then go from there. So I am excited to share that journey with you guys as well because I am pretty sure I'm not the only one that has that problem. Um, But yeah, so I know this was a quick episode, but just something I was thinking about today of like. I've been in therapy a lot. I've talked about it a lot with a lot of people and it has been really great and really healing. I have not used it in the same way in every situation. I've used it in a lot of different ways. Um, So those are the five for me. So summing those up, one was to break through my initial detachment. Two was to save my life. Three, to work on myself. Four, to improve my relationship. And five, to solve a specific problem. All right. I hope you guys got some value out of this again. Like I said, it wasn't super long. Um, if there are any of these that you guys would like me to deep dive into, like I said, I would like to get into that major depressive episode at some point. Just, um, it's going to take a lot of like thought and introspection of like how I want to present it. Cause I do want to make sure that I, I, I do it justice. Um, But yeah, if there's anything else that you guys would like me to get into, please reach out to me. I'm pretty open book. So I'm happy to talk about any of these um, specific instances or situations with therapy or my experience in a little more detail, whether that's on another episode or just a private conversation. So my contact information can be found in the show notes as always. And I hope you guys got some value out of this. If you did, if you liked it, please um, rate, review and subscribe. That really helps me out. And share with anyone, everyone you know that you've ever met in your whole life. Um, and yeah, thank you guys for tuning in today, and I hope you all enjoy the rest of your week.